Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast. And this is episode six already, Ryan. Wow, time flies. I know. I remember our first one, Ryan, when we were all young and shy and giddy. And yeah. <laughs> now look at us. I, just... I was miserable from the start, actually. I think you know that. <laughs> yeah. and, now, and now we're getting on veteran pros at this thing now. How's your week <laughs> been, buddy? Uh, yeah, it's been a nice week. Um, obviously, the baseball's been fantastic, but. Um, yeah, personal life's going well, job's going well, you know, you've got to get all those things done and then get home and watch the baseball. Life, Ryan, life first, and then when we get home, the baseball's on. And of course, you got the leads in the playoffs this week, so oh, it's not going to be straightforward for you now, is it? I was having a nice time without soccer. Oh, you're in for a... You're in for a uh, I, I'm so glad I'm not involved. Our season's done on Saturday, Sunday, and that's it. Hopefully we'll stop City winning the title. Actually, Dave, I keep thinking Brighton are a great example of a team that then just went on the next season and crushed the league so if that does happen I'm going to keep the faith that next year Leeds can just just steamroll the division we had three years in succession of playoff misery then a break then oh, another year God. oh it's worth all right stop baseball right. baseball so, baseball but it's worth it in the end it's worth oh, it in the end right having palpitations uh, <laughs> Okay, um, so we'll start with some really sad news that came out of Philadelphia yesterday, and that was the passing of the Phillies chairman, David Montgomery, uh, who sadly lost his battle with cancer, aged 72, uh, was the real heart of the franchise and the city. Um, I'm not going to lie, I don't know too much about David Montgomery until I've been listening to the, the, the real heartfelt tributes uh, for David, and I thought NBC did a, a fantastic job of during the game uh, putting the tributes in and some really amazing words. Uh, I also read Megan Montanero's uh, column in The Athletic as well and uh, really learned what a, a truly incredible man he was, not only for the, the baseball club, but for the city itself uh, and was heavily behind the All-Star game coming to Philly uh, in 2026. Um, so, yeah, no one had one bad word to say about him. Uh, yeah, he really was the... The, the pulse and the, the heart of the franchise. And um, it was really sad news yesterday, right? Yeah, massive condolences to his family and friends and everyone who knew him. Um, obviously, I don't want to pretend that I know loads and loads about David Montgomery. It would be um, insincere for me to do so. But, you know, I've read some articles this week and I read one where um, Pat Gillick um, was just absolutely um, complimentary of not not just his work, but the way that he treated people. He, he apparently knew all the players and staff members' wives' names and the kids' names, and he would ask about these people and, you know, just randomly in conversation. And that shows the, the stature of a man in any walk of life. If you, if you can care for people in that way, and forget the business side of things, first and foremost, I think that's a, a fantastic trait. So, yeah, sad news. It was. And some of the tributes, like I said, from yesterday were really heartfelt and wonderful stories as well. Uh, and, yeah, I think from all the UK Phillies fans over here and baseball fans, our condolences to the family and uh, the friends. Um, 
moving on to the baseball side of things, uh, for the Phillies, what a week, Ryan. I called it four and two. I said I said four and two, slightly tongue in cheek, but uh, the Phillies did it. What a week for the Phillies. Yeah, it was it was great because two difficult series. I know that the Nationals are scuffling now a little bit, um, although we helped that sort of <laughs> speed up the scuffling process. For them. Um, and really, we we, sh- we should maybe should we have swept the Nationals? Maybe we should have well, swept the Nationals. But we've been greedy. Could have been five and one, well, Dave. Well, it, that second game was a was a was a killer. We'll go into that in a second. But they, <laughs> like you said, they were banged up. They had so many. Uh, injury problems and we took advantage we said in last week's podcast we have to take advantage while the Nats are in a slump and we have done and and the Brewers have just swept them as well Uh, Jared Eikhoff started off the week uh, with the Nationals with a 4-2 win he went five innings three hits one home run 7k Uh, at that point he had an ERA of 2.05 which has come dramatically down since Neris got the save Hoskins uh, 3-1 run ding in the bottom of sixth uh, this is weird. This, this series I stayed up for a lot of. Uh, this was the Friday night game, which I stayed up. Um, I tried to stay up the whole thing with no work tomorrow, but uh, I managed to do six innings or five innings. And I woke up and I, I watched the Hoskins home run, but I think I thought I dreamt it. So it was like, I think Hoskins just homered, but then I fell straight back to sleep after. And I woke up. It was like, oh, it wasn't a dream. We won 4-2 and that Hoskins home run was decisive. So it was a fantastic start to the series. Um, and yeah, then game two. Like, what a crazy game. Arietta pitched really well. And he was lucky to have two runs against him because he, Arietta looked really on form, didn't he, in that game two? Yeah, he's, um, he's on form. And it's nice to see that he's still getting um, quite a lot of ground balls. He, he's relying on that now. He doesn't strike people out in the same way that he did when he was in a Cubs uniform. So he needs to keep the ball on the ground. And the improved Phillies defense behind him is really helping him. Now, Dave, more importantly, I think that you do owe people an apology oh, for game no. two, don't you? I is that do. Right? Well, I do. Hands up. Although I, I am blaming the Mexican wave. But it was, yeah, we were 10, uh, what were we up at the time? 10. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. We five? Were we 10, five? Up or something crazy. And I said to everybody, good night. I'm going to bed. That's that done and dusted. <laughs> and it was just after the Mexican wave. And I was watching Mexican wave thinking, like in my joking in my head thinking, well, that's blown it. And then, <laughs> it did. And I woke up and we lost 10-8. And I, was, I just couldn't believe it. I had to just literally log out of log, log, log out of the app and look at log, log back in, look at it and go, no, we have lost 10-8 on Jimmy Rollins' night. It was going so well. Jimmy Rollins, the, the speech before the game was fantastic. Um, you know, and then we, we, were le- we were up and then we were down. We were what? Down 5-3 down. At that point, I thought, well, that could be it. Because uh, Nick Aseo had that horrible throw to the outfield when it should have been straight to Hoskins for an easy out, um, which then, which then like, gave the Nationals a 5-3 lead. And then Hoskins um, got us to 8-5 in front. What a brilliant inning. Rodriguez and Gosling were both on form as well. We got 8-5 in front. Citizens Bank Park was rocking. Everybody was enjoying themselves. They were laughing. The Mexican wave was going round. Everybody was like in some sort of delirious happiness and joy uh, of that incredible comeback. Uh, yeah, and then the eighth inning, and uh, it all 
as if it seems like no guys you, you can't be happy how dare we believe and how dare we have joy and how dare we be happy because on the eighth inning yeah nine eight down oh I have to give you credit though, Dave, because I'm. I must admit, I mean, I love Jimmy Rollins as much as the next man, but in England, it is difficult. As soon as soon as I went onto the MLB um, at bats app and saw ceremony in red letters like there when it should have been first pitch normally, you know, sort of five past twelve. <laughs> yeah. I, I I said, you know, I, I love my baseball, but I I work weekends as well. I'm one of these sort of um, working all the all the time nonsense. So. I have to call it a day. I, I can't. My sleeping pattern's important to me now, Dave. I'm I'm pushing thirty, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I'm already there and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> but this was. I actually had a rare weekend off free, and uh, my fiance was on a Hindu, so there's no problem keeping. Um, what is a Hindu for the Americans that are listening? Equivalent of bachelorette party. Bachelorette yes, party. Yeah, yeah. So she was on a bachelorette party. So I had the house to myself. Had a weekend free, and I thought, brilliant. I'm going to spend all my time staying up at night watching Phillies baseball. And um, I went to sleep on that Saturday, really happy, thinking we'd come back fantastically. We were 8-5 in front, and we'd wrapped it up. Uh, woke up at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> incomplete. That ruined my day. I just couldn't believe it. But the following Sunday, um, the game at Passion Avenue, it was great to see so many Phillies fans down there. And Passion Avenue was packed. It was packed. Because you had the Phillies game on, you had the 76ers game on. It was rammed upstairs and downstairs, and it was a fantastic atmosphere. It's one of the best times I've had down there. And the the, the Phillies, at least, put in a, a winning performance, unlike the 76ers, unfortunately. A 7-1 victory. Zach Eflin continued to slowly go about his business. Had a good job. Uh, seven innings pitch, was it? Just a four hits, one earned run, five uh, strikeouts, and a free ERA. And this rotation now, the bulk of it, is looking really good. And like you said at the start of the season, it's looking sneaky good now. It's sneaky good. Um, doesn't shock me. We still have to be careful not to throw people under the bus too quickly. And I know that we'll get on to Vince shortly. We'll I know Vince. I, I don't like to see... I mean, I remember a couple of episodes ago, we mentioned after Eflin had a bad start in Miami that... Oh, is this the beginning of the unraveling of Zach Eflin? No. Now, obviously, Eflin is showing an ability to go deep into games, which is something that Vince isn't doing um, and has never done. Um, so it's a different scenario, but it, it's great to see. But the really encouraging thing to me is if there is a fifth starter spot up for grabs at some point, I look at that AAA rotation right now and I, I see two, maybe three names, and I think, yeah. One of these guys could probably help us at some point. I, I don't think that um, we've not seen everyone's contribution from that AAA squad yet. There, there will be someone who comes up and, and hopefully does a really good job for us. Santos came into the game uh, on Sunday. Two innings, uh, four strikeouts, no one runs. Looked better than his first outing. So there was a lot of promise there. I've got to thank uh, Tom McCarthy as well and NBC guys for the shout out we had during the game as well. That was, that got a cheer. And uh, yeah, it was great to see Harry Andrews down there, uh, crew from Twitter. Uh, uh, oh, God, he's going to kill me that I've forgotten his name. It's going to come back to me. Daniel, Daniel Harry. 
Um, oh, there. you better of hope all, he's not listening. <laughs> uh, it was great to see Daniel as well. He came down after the Arsenal Brighton game, so he wasn't in the best of moves. But uh, it was great to meet other Philly fans there. It was great to meet so many um, Philly expats down there. The place yeah. was packed with people, Philly expats. It was great. I, I'm in my element. I was talking. If you felt like you're in Philadelphia with the accent, with the Philly accent, uh, which is the place covered in Philly memorabilia, Philly's on telly, so it sticks on the telly. It really was a wonderful afternoon, and we are going to try and set up another one for uh, for July, early July, hopefully. A great uh, bar. I, I apologise for my absence. Yeah, I, where I was, were you, Ryan? Where I, was were suppo- you? I was supposed to be watching Leeds get promoted at Ipswich instead of the, you know, baseball, baseball. I apologise. I will try to be next. I do my best. I I, I am northwest. It's a bit of a trek. You're a good good four and a half hours up north. (laughs) All right, fine. Uh, Although four and a half hours is nothing to a lot of Americans that will be listening. They'll go, is that it? (laughs) It's around the corner. It's around the corner, man. Uh, Four and a half hours (laughs) is pretty much the length of the London to the north. It's... uh, (laughs) That's how small our country is. Um, run scored was 19 in the series, just 13 against. Three errors. Um, it ties the series, three series we've had with the Nats now. It ties it to four and four. That was our last divisional game, as we were saying last week, until uh, some crazy June, June the 15th, I think. So we end that run of games of our series. Opponents 19 and 14. Ryan, that is... Bloody impressive, isn't it? <laughs> Especially considering a whole swathe of those games have come against divisional opponents. So we've we've really uh, we've got off to a nice hot start. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm trying to keep the feet firmly on the ground because you know we've probably not had our worst stretch of the season yet, and injuries can come. And well, you know you got to keep um, grounded, but. It's fair to be excited because um, I don't think we've really seen what this team can fully do yet. That seems fair. So well, I know, yeah, it feels that way. Well, you say that, but I think we've got a good glimpse in this series just going with the cards. Now, the cards were just, well, they're probably in a better form than we were going into this series. I know they'd started to dip against the Cubs. They lost that series, but they were still something like 20 and, and 12. Um, and this was probably the toughest series that we were going to face so far. Um, let, let's get the, the bad part of the series out of the way. Game one. Let's go into Vince Velasquez. His third bad game on the trot now. Just the four innings, five earned runs against him. Just a three strikeouts. ERA now up to 3.86. And I put the question out on Twitter. And I'll, I'll put it out to you first, Ryan. With This is three years into the experiment, experiment now with Vince. Pavetta got a short leash. We saw what happened to him. And we know the Phillies are going to be bullish this year about if players aren't performing, they're going to be sent down. Do you think Vince is now starting to run out of run out of time? Uh, I, I think he might be running out of time as a traditional um, rotation. Uh, arm. Yeah, I, I mean, as I, a starter, as, a, as his position as a starter, do you think now, yeah. the way the Phillies have been so far, he could be on a bit of a tightrope? He could. The reason I say traditional arm is not so much that he might move to the bullpen, but one thing that we will talk about, um, hopefully, is there is a chance that the Phillies could start to use this opener um, situation. They they could allow someone, perhaps someone like Juan Nicasio, who has started games before, to to pitch two innings and go once through the order and then let Vince come in and 
and just pitch four or five innings. I, now, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> now, now Vince Vince does struggle. He's at his least effective the third time through an order, and obviously it's hard because he he does miss bats. He's a frustrating guy to watch. He he, he just doesn't seem to. You can't strike out everyone. That's if I could speak to Vince myself, I just want to say, Vince, you don't have to strike them all out. Trust your stuff. Pitch well, to contact. Well, well, Ryan, I don't think he'd listen to you because he ignored JT. <laughs> so I don't think you've got a hope of getting to him. I know he doesn't want to talk to me. It's just my little dream. He doesn't dream want to talk to anybody. I don't know what was up with Vince. He was very, very fastball stubborn. He, why... I don't understand. One of the best catchers behind the plate, and he, he shrugged him off. And three of the times he shrugged him off, home runs came off those uh, those pitches. Yeah, that's that's alarming. That can't be done. JT was really frustrated and came out after the game. Uh, Kapler was not happy. Didn't sound happy. Didn't want to talk too much about it. But you could just see that the Phillies were not impressed by this. And he's done himself no favors. I don't understand why he calls off JT. It's not as if his fastball has been destroying batters this year um, and it, again he, he shaked him off three times he got hit for three home runs it's I don't I don't like it I don't like that and um, going forward you know I hope I hope he gets one more outing to try it you know and will we, we won't swing at the Royals will we it'll probably be the Brewers we next see him against and that's going to be tough so that could be a big a big 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 uh, matchup for Vince I- I have him lined up actually to face the Royals the the third game against the Royals. He he would oh, go up against off. yeah. So yeah, we yeah. Have, so yeah. we have a we have an off day. Um. So yeah, a, a chance. Although we'll go into the Royals that they their offense is sort of sneakily decent at least the top half of the order. Oh, hold um, it, hold it, Ryan, hold it. We'll get. To yeah, we, I won't go too much of it. Uh, listen, am I worried about Vince? Yeah, because at some point, if you want to be a starter in a major league rotation, you have to at least show the ability to every now and again go six. Seven innings. If if you're consistently third time through the order struggling, if you're relying on your fastball too much, that that's a problem because your off-speed stuff and your your breaking stuff has to be there. If you don't have a second and a third offering that you trust, if you're not willing to pitch to contact at times in the games to keep your pitch count low, that's a problem with Vince. The pitch count gets way too high because he's trying to strike everyone out. Now, if you're a bullpen arm. Brilliant. And that's why people rightly say, you know, I think he'd be great in the bullpen. I think he'd be great in the bullpen. He probably would, you know, and he, he's not a bad pitcher. Um, but is he a starter? I can understand the concerns. I, I really can, especially with people knocking at the door for his job. The thing is, well, Ronnie, he doesn't seem to have a secondary pitch. I'm, <laughs> I'm one he can put faith in. You know, at least Pavetta has that secondary pitch that he can rely on. But well, you're, you're going with Pavetta, right? Oh, uh, I. Personally, I don't. I was looking at Pavetta's stats in AAA, and he, he wouldn't be much of an improvement to Vince at all. Um, it's it's tough. I, I think, have a name for you, Dave, but I'm, I'm gonna wait. Well, wait until, until Prospect yeah, Watch. Wait until prospect, prospect Watch, watch. later. I will bring up the name. But I don't. Th- I think we may stick with what we have until the tra- until we make a trade, and I think Vince will be either sent down or sent to the bullpen. Uh, I put it out onto Twitter and we had a few replies back. We had behind the plate saying it'd be great if we could get Caleb Smith. Hey, we've been backing him from the start, haven't we, old Caleb? Uh, <laughs> but the Marlins will want too much for him. I think it'd be mad bum. They have a specific need for outfielders and we that and we have some to trade. Good point. Uh, I would also throw VV into any trade. Pavetta has more upside, uh, which Paul Wadey completely agreed with. 
Fred Stanley said Vince Velasquez, 3.6 ERA through six starts. Not sure what you could want more from your number five starter. We'll consider using him as an opener and pairing with another starter, but who are the options? Um, do, do you think you, he said you can't ask for much more at your fifth, uh, fifth pitcher in the start rotation? Do you agree? Um, his last, well, it, it's his last three games that we've been worrying. His first four look decent. Now, he, now he's tailed off again. But that's that's what you get with Vince, I suppose. He's, he's one of these guys that certainly as a, a fantasy baseball guy, which I am, I, when I look at his statistics page on baseball reference, I, I do, my eyes light up because I think, wow, here's a guy who's striking out more than nine every um more than nine on the K per nine metric. His control has some issues, but you think, well, if he can strike this many guys out, he's, he's going to miss bats and eventually he's going to figure it out and he's going to get me a load of Ks and that's great. The problem is that doesn't always translate into real life baseball. So you can put him on your fantasy team and hope for the Ks, great. You're going to need at some point, like for example, Jay Carrietta, we just said, a guy who doesn't strike out many guys, but he's a wily veteran. He knows that he might not have the most electric stuff right now. He might be in decline. He might not be the guy that he once was, but I'm going to do what I need to do to get the ball in play early in counts, keep my pitch count down. It's almost like taking a risk. It's almost like saying, come on then, guys, hit me. Hit, hit what I'm giving you. And, and if you can't, you're out, and my pitch, my pitch count is uh, at a nice level. So, yeah, I, I, the Vince thing, it, it, it's coming to a head, and I have a feeling that Gabe Gabe likes to experiment. I think you're going to see an opener. I think you're going to see an opener. Mm, interesting, interesting. Richard Carey said, unless they think the better can back up and do better, then I think they'll leave it. Bounce out a lefty starter for the traded line. I asked him, any ideas on who would like to bring in? Uh, he said, I'm not 100% sure. Hart says Cole Hamels. Now, I looked at Hamels' uh, stats, and they're actually not bad, but would, would he have Cole Hamels back? I don't think the Cubs would actually let him go the way they're going. Um, well, that is a very good point. They're actually in good form. Um, yeah, yeah, I probably would. I mean, I don't know what his contract is. You know, you can look at his... Would he be an improvement on Vince right now? Probably, yes. Um, it depends on what his contract is, and, of course... The Cubs would have to want to trade him, and I don't. I don't see that. No. Smith's Smith's more interesting, and yeah, there's a few guys. Mad Mad Bum is interesting. Um, mm. the, I think they would want a lefty, so all of those guys do make sense. It would be nice, considering it's Arietta, Eflin, Nola, and our Eikoff. other is Eikoff. Yeah, so which, it would which be, we'll get to. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have a lefty, but. I don't think yeah. they're going to trade for anyone. No. Maybe, Brian, maybe. I don't know. Brian Bella says Cole Irvin would be the next call-up. Great lefty pitcher. They may, they may wait to see uh, because he's under amount of service in the time. Oh, because he's under the amount of service time in the bigs. The Phillies pushes our rotation back a year. Um, then that would be interesting. Cole How Irvin, dare was, he ruin my prospect? Was that the name? We saw him briefly in spring training. He looked, he looked pretty decent as well. He had some stuff. I will hold off on my Cole Irvin analysis. No, it's a good shout. It's an interesting one. Um, we'll see. I'll give you the juicy details on Cole Irvin later on. Oh, looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, Vince, the reactions is... I think a lot, a lot I, from what I got on the, um, the Twitter was that 
He's yeah, he like we just said, he's running out of time. He's running out of time. Patience is wearing thin. Calling off JT was unacceptable, to be honest. And uh, you know, especially when when they're, they're hitting home runs after he's doing it, it's not on. It's not on at all. Um, Facebook as well. Uh, Marcus Lopez. I would like to see Dallas Santos having a start um, and put Vince Vasquez into the bullpen. Okay, so let's get on to the final two games of this series. And man, the offense woke up. The pitching got good. And for the first time, we properly saw for two games what can happen when the the rotation, the pitching and the offense get going. Because the Phillies, not only do they start hitting Harper Grand Slam, but the the Hoskins got another home run. And not only that, but we punished Cardinals for their mistakes. They made a lot of errors in this game. And we punished them. All cylinders were firing. The pitching was brilliant. We kept the likes of Goldie. De Jong, Martinez, Munoz, Carpenter, Molina. We kept them all quiet. I know game one, they, they, they had a good games, but the rest of the series, this good cards offense was kept quiet. And it was impressive. Nola, now 3-0 on the season. Six innings, just a one run allowed. Seven strikeouts. ERA now down to 4.57. Quick note on Nola, it's getting better and better now, isn't it? Yeah, the concern levels are lowering. It really is. I, I don't think it'll be too long before his ERA gets under three. Um, and it, it's great that we could have three pitches, possibly four as well, if Eflin keeps his consistency going. Four pitches that are all ERA of around three and, and under. That's that's a good rotation. Yeah, especially in this era. I mean, yeah, no, try not to ERA. Still, yeah, we're starting to get to the point where we can have a little glance at it. We're still looking at only sort of 30 innings for most guys and even less for for um, Eikhoff, who's not long been on the big league team. But yeah, no, it, listen, when they lost the first game against St. Louis, you fear the worst. You think we're away from home. It's a red-hot baseball team. Yeah, yeah. The composure shown by this team to come back and win the next two convincingly in the way that they did Really impressive. This, this was a statement series. It really was. Hoskins now on 11 home runs and 32 RBIs. Harper, uh, Grand Slam came up in when the big moment called, which was really encouraging. Um, still not quite, you know, it's good. It glimpsed. Harper got a Grand Slam home run. Um, but you're still just wanting a bit more from Bryce, aren't we, at the moment? Uh, yeah, that's encouraging though. The, the the power's still there, and he's still taking his walks. And uh, yeah, it, he's all right. The, the guy that I know that you're surely going to get onto, who's, who's really, really impressed me this week, is my boy Cesar. Cesar Hernandez. Yeah, that, I've got a little segment for Cesar because uh, let's quickly go into yesterday's game, the day game, five and nothing. We for at last, it feels like ages since we last won a day game. Uh, actually, I lie. It was Nationals. We've won two good day games on the bounce. Um, Eikhoff. Jared Eikhoff. Eight innings. Just the three hits. I think two of those came uh, late on as well. No earned runs. Four strikeouts. An ERA of 1.50. I know it's a small sample size, but wow, this guy is was inc- it's, it's brilliant. This is yeah. such a lovely surprise. Yeah, um... I hear he said that the injury, the time off, allowed him to sort of work on the slider, and he's rejigged the slider, and it's very effective right now. It looked really good in St. Louis on 
the the last game. Um, I heard someone refer to him. It might have been um, John Stolnitz. I, I don't want to get that wrong. It might have been from the good fight who called him the human metronome. metronome. It was indeed John Stolnitz. <laughs> It was indeed. I thought yes. he just keeps ticking along nice and steadily. I thought this is fantastic. That's a really, really cool nickname for a baseball player who keeps delivering these quality starts. And he's old because he hasn't got a fast fastball, but his command is brilliant. His curveball, brilliant. Slider was also working. He's got all his pitches. Looks to me, watching on telly, really, really dialed in, and his confidence is sky high. You can see it. And it's just a fantastic surprise. And you can't help but be really, really happy for Jared with all the injuries he's had to see him come back like this. I know it's early days. There is still, I think John Solness again said that there is still that chance of injury, which is at the back of your mind, which there is. Yes, it is injury record. It's a bit like Roman Quinn. It's like, oh, just just please keep going. You know, don't pick up an injury. Um, but this is a really encouraging start. Um, Listen, it's hard to break a metronome because they usually have that little plastic like thing in front of the thing that ticks. Is that not right? Am I crazy? Don't they have like a little plastic, little, little plastic. like, like, yeah, yeah, like a cover? Like the, the thing itself isn't open to damage. <laughs> it's like a shield, exactly. So no one's going near this. He's a metronome now. He's covered. There's No one's going near this guy. And what was encouraging is this is a good Cardinals offense. He kept quiet. Oh, really? He was helped by some good defense behind him again. Um, but this, this for me, this series was a huge, huge statement win. It was there. You know, the Phillies are a good baseball team when it all gets going. The offense in games two and three, this is exactly what the offense was built for. There was no easy out. The Cardinals pitchers were struggling. You know, they were walking guys and then Harper would be next or Hoskins would be next. JT would be next. Hernandez at the top of the lineup on Wednesday. Kick things off beautifully. Three for five, a home run, three more RBIs. Cesar Hernandez, can we stop with the criticism and the harsh, harsh comments on Cesar Hernandez? Because this guy is offensively as good as anybody at the moment. He's had a fantastic, another great week. He started the season bad. He's made a couple of errors early on in the season. I think he's on two, three errors, but these were early on in the season. He's picked up his game defensively. He is fighting for that second base spot knowing that King Green's around the corner and coming back. And this is really healthy competition. And I am loving Cesar Hernandez proving the critics wrong. Listen, Reese Hoskins is a really good baseball player, OK? And I know I'm, I'm going to give you this example. His on-base percentage for his major league career is 373, OK? Which is good. That, I mean, we all know that Reese Hoskins has had a fantastic start to his career. He takes walks. He, met, he gets hits. 373. Now, the career on base percentage of Cesar Hernandez, who, according to some on social media, isn't good enough to be in the lineup, is 357. So it is only 16 points lower than Reese Hoskins, who is everybody's absolute love child. Now, rightly so. I love Reese Hoskins. That's the whole point. He's good. So is Cesar. Now, last season, Cesar Hernandez walked 95 times he only struck out 155 times that that is a quite remarkable statistic this season walked 12 times only struck out 19 times this is a guy who's got a good eye at the plate 
He doesn't have huge power. He doesn't need huge power. He's second baseman. Most second basemen, I mean, there are some. Of course, maybe the Philly fans were spoiled with Chase Utley or something like. Do they expect every second baseman to be Chase Utley? It's not going to happen. But he's got some speed. He gets on base. He's got some speed. He's got a little bit of pop. I'm telling you now, this is a very good baseball player, and I'm not going to hear from anyone that he isn't. No, exactly. And even the bottom of the lineup, Herrera, he's now starting to hit again. Franco still popping in those RBIs. It's the whole lineup is it's exactly what it's built for. We're now seeing the lineup that was meant to, we saw an opening day and the start of the season, and they're playing again together. They're all back and they're all firing. There's no easy out. Save the Hernandez average. I know we don't like the average too much, Ryan, but 3.05, it's now higher than Gene Segura, who slightly struggled in that last series. In the last seven days, Hernandez's average is 500, uh, which, which is five RBIs in that, one home run. His last 15 games, his average is 3.85. Hernandez is having a really good hot spell at the moment. Yeah, you know, he's, he's smoking the ball and, you know, he steals some bags as well. He's had some... He's been a bit of a weird base stealer throughout his career. His percentage hasn't always been great, but he seems to be uh, figuring that out a little bit as well. Three dingers, three stolen bases, um, hardly striking out, uh, walking loads, um, hitting the ball well. I don't really know. What, <laughs> I don't know what more people want. And, and he's defending better now as well. He's, he's he's looking a lot more confident out there at second base. Yeah, he is. Um, I I love the guy. I, I think he's great. And 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 this isn't gonna. I'm I'm just gonna say this because I I want to be honest with myself and with the listeners. I hear people say that Scott Kingery is and should be in the lineup when he's healthy over Cesar. I just want to warn those people that Scott Kingery strikes out an obscene amount of times, and he does not walk enough. He. Scott Kingery is a good young baseball player with plenty of pop and plenty of speed. And I would not expect him to be at the the level of maturity at the plate that Cesar is right now. You cannot convince me that right now Scott Kingery is a better batter than Cesar Hernandez because, quite frankly, he is not. That is not opinion. That is fact. Absolutely. And the good thing is, for Kingery... He may not replace Cesar, but when Franco and Segura need days off, he can fill in. Uh, that isn't a slight on Kingry, Dave. I want, I want to be clear no, about no, no, that. No, you no, know, no, I, no. I'm not slight. Kingry, if we can get him back on the bench, please, I, I want him there. And, you know, if he's going to start two or three times a week, great. You know, you can go all around the diamond. Plenty of pop, plenty of speed, figuring it out, getting better. Just don't pretend or don't don't think that maybe it's because he's good looking we said this before people <laughs> do people prefer him because he's good looking i don't know i don't know what goes on maybe this does go on well kingry was hot before uh, i mean uh, <laughs> performance <laughs> kingry was on fire let me rephrase that kingry was on fire before he uh sadly picked up his injury and if he, if he comes back uh hitting the bat hitting the ball like he was and is i think kingry's a better defensive player than cesar uh, I I yeah. think King Gree is a better actually better than an average defender. I think he's actually a very good defender. Um, he's even I think shown his worth at third base as well. He's really impressed me when he stood in for Franco. Um, but if he comes back as well and continues his form with the bat, we've got a lethal lethal team right there with a good depth. And even uh, Sean Rodriguez and Goslin, I think have done a really good job. They've done nothing wrong. You can't you can't fault him. You can't say well they've come up and not really done it. 
Because they have. Goldstein again got himself another hit. Rodriguez has really shown some pop while he's been up. Um, Rodriguez has got six RBIs. Goldstein has got four. And they're mostly now just pinch hitting. Um, their averages are decent. and We don't look too much average again. But they are hitting the ball. They're getting on base as well. They're doing what's been asked of them. And people worried about our depth. But actually, it's not been as bad as what it could have been with injuries we've had. If you, compared to the Nationals, if you look at them with their disaster. Yeah, we, we've been slightly fortunate that Segura and Herrera got back on the, the field pretty quickly. Um, but I agree with you. And I, I definitely think that Sean Rodriguez should hang around because he can even he can play in the infield or the outfield. And mm. the, the versatility of that, as well as having the pop that you've mentioned, I, I really like that the Phillies have, have added him to the bench. I think he could be a sneakily valuable piece as this season progresses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Before we uh, look on to next week, quickly going to look at uh, what the, 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 the stats of the week. Phillies are now 21 and 15. Uh, the only team in the NL East above 500, the only team in the NL East with a, a positive run differential by a long, long way. I am sh- I know it's early days, but I'm really surprised that it's now only the Phillies that are starting to break away. And everybody else are still so inconsistent. The Phillies are 7-3 and three in the last 10 games, 4-2 and two in the last 7. We're starting to take advantage of everybody else slipping up. The Nationals are 7 games back. That No one saw that coming. No, um, it's kind of crazy. The, the, the whole National League is um, a little crazy right now there are there are teams sort of up there that we expected and then there are some that are, are hot and maybe less so like uh, san diego are doing quite well certainly arizona's a bit of a shock early um but it, the real shock as you say nl east I, I i who thought washington would be 14 and 22 right now i mean this is they'll they can't afford too many more losses in a row i mean this is a big week for them really yeah absolutely absolutely Okay, let's look ahead to next week then. So, <laughs> it would be typical Phillies to have the week that we've just had and roll into uh, the Kansas City Royals, who are 13-25 and 25 and come out with a 2-1 defeat. It would be so Phillies. But this series, I don't know a lot about Kansas. They've gone completely to ball since uh, winning the World Series. Uh, we've got Ariata versus Bailey. We've got Eflin versus Keller. And we have Velasquez versus Junis. So, Ryan, tell us a bit about the Royals and what we can expect from these guys coming up. The Royals. The pitching side is a little bit of a mess. Um, And so all three of the Royal starts that you've just mentioned there are hittable and we can get at them. Um, So that's one thing. And the other thing to mention, the other big weakness of this Royals team is... The bullpen's a bit of a mess as well. So the pitching right across the board. I mean, right now on Roster Resource, which is a really cool website for anyone who wants to see the current state of Major League Baseball teams' organizational depth, um, they're listing the closer as a mixture of Ian Kennedy, who's the best of a pretty average bunch. Um, he was a starter not long ago. Um, and Willie Peralta and the other one, is Brad Boxberger. Now, Boxberger's not awful after a terrible start. Yeah, so Boxberger and Peralta are struggling big time, and Kennedy, 
I, I'm, the point I'm getting at, the bullpen's pretty um, pretty average at best. I'm, I'm going to be kind average. Off- offensively, yeah. who could cause who could cause our pitchers trouble in this series? Offensively, they're quite interesting. Um, so this is weird. They they won the World Series by playing a lot of small ball. Actually, I know that's a little while ago now. They, they they sort of got used to getting on base and stealing and getting the odd run here and there. It was a weird season that, and baseball's changed since then. It seems like I don't doesn't feel like that sort of thing's going to get the job done anymore. Um, they're interesting. The first two hitters are interesting. That's Whit Merrifield and Adalberto Mondesi, who really turns me on, I have to be honest. I, I sometimes... Oh, right. I sometimes... I don't mean physically, Dave. I mean his baseball skill. I sometimes tune into a Royals game and just watch the top or the bottom of the first just to see the top of this lineup because what they've both got is some pop, although Mondesi has more pop than Merrifield, and some speed, although Mondesi also has a lot more speed than Merrifield, I think. Now, he's like a little whippet. He's really fun to watch. You do not want that guy to be on base. He will literally get to first, steal second, steal third, and before you know it, they got a run. He'll just steal both within seconds. So, fun team to watch. The other names to watch, Hunter Dozier, who's having what seems to be a career year. He has some power. And Jorge Soler is trying to bounce back. The ex-Cubs Jorge outfit. Jorge Soler, wow, as a name. Yeah, so he was at the Cubs, um, struggled mm. there, strikes out way too much, but he's hit about nine home runs already, I think. So, yeah, the offense is scary, and you just don't want them to... You don't want the speedy guys to get on base early, and you don't want them to, to get ahead of steam because they can actually pile up some runs. I'm just looking at the Royals' run differential. It was before last night when they got beat 9-0 to the, the Houston Astros, it was minus three. They're now minus 12 with that defeat. That's, they must have lost a lot of close games because you've got Baltimore Orioles who are also 13 and 24. Theirs is minus 69. The rules run differential is better than the Mets, Nationals and Miami. So, That's crazy. So the Royals, they're on minus nine now because of their, uh, minus 12 now because of their 9-0 defeat last night. But their run differential for a team who are 13 and 25 isn't bad at all. So maybe it's not going to be as 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 easy or as clear cut going into Kansas as, as we, as we thought. I don't think it'll be easy. I think the trick is our offense has to show up because there, there is a very real chance that they're going to score some runs against us. Bottom half of the lineup's not as good as the top half, but they're, they're dangerous. Um, so our offense is going to have to take advantage of some pretty poor to average pitching on, on their side. And then we go into a series with a team who have really started hot along with the Cubs, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers. They've just swept the Nationals, um, which the state of the Nationals isn't, isn't you know, we could have done that. Um, yes. The Brewers at the moment are 23 and 16. Uh, them and the Cubs are really, uh, really taking that division by the storm. In fact, that's a very close NL Central looking at it in more detail. Um, the Brewers, Christian Yelich. Yelich versus Hoskins. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, um, this is this is going to be a fun series. It could be, well, probably will be two of the sort of top four teams in the NL record-wise facing off against each other. Um, interestingly, the first game projects right now to be Freddie Peralta. Now, Freddie Peralta's young. He's 22. Um, but he is interesting because right now the Brewers are experimenting with him. They're going with an opener in his start. So they opened with... 
I think he's called Adrian Hauser um, against the Nationals. He pitched two innings and then Peralta came in and actually picked, pitched five scoreless. Weird guy because he literally, he just uses his fastball. It's very strange. He, he doesn't have any, you think Vince doesn't have anything else. Go and watch this guy. This is a guy who does not have anything else. <laughs> and it's really weird to watch. You can beat up on him and he's, they're, go, they're going up against Aaron Nola on that day. <laughs> Interesting game. Interesting series because, yeah, it's the way they started here, they're 23 and 16. They've got a, they're playing the Cubs next, um, which I'm hoping the Cubs beat them up a little bit because then they're coming back to Philadelphia. We've got four games against them. Uh, the Thursday game, by the way, for the guys in the UK, is an early game. Hooray. Nice. Not for us. We'll be recording, so we'll have to try and get around that. Five past six start. Um, outside of Yelich, Ryan, um, obviously he's started the season incredible. Uh, who else on that Brewers team have we got to watch out for offensively? Well, the two guys that I would highlight are new additions to them. So the catcher, Yasmani Grandal, is fantastic. Really, yeah, really, really good. Um, sort of up there with JT Real Muto, good offensively. He he takes his walks. He doesn't always make the best contact, but he has serious power. He even steals bases. For a catcher, this is a boon for them. He's hitting third in the lineup, and it's not surprising. So you've got to be wary of him. The other guy is Mike Mustakas, the ex-Royal, actually, um, playing second base, which is a bit weird. And I don't think he's committed an error yet. I, I hope if a Brewers fan is listening, then maybe let me know. I don't think he's committed an error yet because there were concerns about him defensively. No concerns about him offensively because he's tearing the cover off the baseball right now. Nine home runs already, Dave. You've got to be careful. This is a deep, deep lineup. It is. It it should be a really, really good series. And I would happily take a split from that. We'll go into our predictions very shortly. Um, How are you going to split three games? Is it three games? Four against the Brewers. Oh, I look like an idiot now. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, it's all right. I'm going to slip until you said it. That's why I was quickly moving on. <laughs> Apologies. Play, player of the week time. Um, oh, I didn't get my sound effects. I had a drum roll sound effect lined up. but Player of the week. Uh, Twitter and Facebook results varied, actually. On Twitter, the player of the week was Hoskins with 48% of the votes. Icos second with 36. Hernandez uh, with a good 10%. And Real Muto with 6 uh, some of your comments from Twitter. Um, UK Braves moaning about how we have the Royals next and our um, set of teams this year are not fair. Jeffrey Branch says, just finished watching Joe Lykoff dominate the cards today, showing he's the number three starter in our rotation. As for what's next, there's no reason why we shouldn't make short work of the Royals this weekend. Uh, yeah, although we hopefully, hopefully, but they could cause a, a little surprise in there but the series win is what we need out of that that weekend isn't it uh, yeah i mean if we get a 2-1 it'd be great i mean we could have another winning week or at least a 500 week um it'd be great paul l says jake pitching the first game in kc it'll certainly be harry watching their running game against him got to keep those men off base that's pretty much what you've been saying there ryan isn't it yeah, you, yeah be careful be careful what you wish for you let that mondacy on base you're you're gonna see uh it's like watching a hair. Um, I'm looking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and catch. Well, we'll catch the Sunday rules game. We'll try and catch a Saturday or a Friday one just to just to see this Mondaysi and see what he's all about. He strikes out way too much, Dave. He, like seriously, way too much. But once he's on, dangerous. And don't, also, so, he has so power. Don't walk him. 
Don't walk him and don't give up a home run. Just don't let him on base. Just, just keep striking him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, the Jared Eikhoff got Player of the Week uh, by a good 10 votes more than Hoskins. Hernandez got a good fair chunk of the votes. Eflin got a vote as well on Facebook. Uh, so that is good. Some of the comments on there. Daniel Churchill, it's been a reasonably good week uh, this week. I'd say more than reasonably good. I've been delighted with it. Uh, a bit cheeky asking for a clean sweep against the Royals when the series wins are better than nothing. Pitchers like Eflin, Nader and Eikhoff have displayed really good pitching this week. Uh, happy to see Santos out there in the mix. Harper got his first Phillies Grand Slam. Hoskins still knocking out his home runs. Some fans don't like Hernandez, but I think he proved them wrong this week. Uh, well done. Yeah, we just covered that. Absolutely. I, th- I think he's doing more than enough to prove them wrong. Uh, I honestly thought the Cardinals would give us a lesson on baseball. As you know, Phillies have done really well against them. Royals next could, can feel a sweep coming there. Uh, and as for the Brewers and Rockies, these are going to be tough games. We'll get to the Rockies in next week's one. Um, but yeah, it's just happiness all round. It's Harry Andrews, Hernandez for me. Hoskins has been incredible, but that's just Hoskins being Hoskins now. True. Yeah, we come to every time Hoskins is that bat now, we sort of expect, we, I don't know, you just sort of feel that something could happen. I went 0 4 last night, but let's just touching it. What a week Hoskins has had. He's so fun to watch, and I just feel like he's completely lapping up, hitting behind Bryce. I know Bryce isn't as hot as we might want him to be, but wow, yeah. I mean, who I wouldn't want him? Who wouldn't want him there? Huge I Harper, difference. I know Harper hasn't been what we expected so far with the bat, but the influence he brings to that team is showing, especially uh, for for Reese Hoskins. Oh, yeah. And and it also helps having JT the other side because you, you, you can't afford to to let Hoskins walk now. You know, before you might want to pitch around him when you knew you only, not only, I don't want to be disrespectful, but if it was sort of Nick Williams or someone like that next up, um, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll just pitch around Hoskins, let him, let him take his base and we'll get the next guy out. But you can't do that with this lineup now. You really can't. He's... 11 home runs, 32 RBIs. He's on for a 40-plus home run season, which is incredible. His, this week alone, uh, Hoskins has eight RBIs, three home runs. It's just, just brilliant. It's just, I love he's him. an animal. He, he's, you know what he is to me? He's a complete overachiever in everything that he's ever done and I absolutely love it and his minor league career just home run after home run after home run and I've said it before doubted excuses all the time oh it was because he was in double a reading where it's a small ballpark oh yeah well Lehigh Valley is not that difficult to hit home runs in you won't be able to do this in the majors you know what he's doing everything in the majors the same way that he did it in the minors great fun Absolutely. Uh, Harry also said Hernandez is biggest improvement in his game, both offensively and defensively, in my opinion. Absolutely. Jen McHale Hatton, I vote in Hernandez as, as well because he has been great. Uh, he's had a great week and seems to be out of his slump, but I've got to shout out to Real Muto. He leads the young pitchers and is quiet leader on the field. He has a laser of an arm, as we saw again in the series just going with the Cardinals. I really think opposing teams think twice running on him, plus he's a great at the plate. What a three, four, five lineup we have. What a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lineup we have, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, and Jonathan Young says, Eikhoff, uh, player of the week, 13 innings in two starts. This is a good point, actually, what Jonathan makes here. 13 innings in two starts, only six hits, one earned run allowed, one earned run allowed, 
and he's allowed us a chance to win each time he's, he starts a game on the mound. Yeah, just six hits in two starts in 13 innings. Tick, tick, tick. Is that metronome? Sorry, John Stoners, <laughs> if you listen. By the way, we wanted to have John Stoners on, but with our timings um, and time differences not uh, playing to our hands, but we will get John on uh, in... Uh, we'll just steal time. all of his tweets in the meantime, Dave. Yeah, but in the meantime, we're going we're gonna to use all his material. Thank you, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> This is like just an additional good fight podcast. It's like we're giving him credit. Come on, we're giving him credit. It's not too bad. (laughs) Uh, So, um, predictions then. So, we've got four against the Brewers, we've got three against the Royals. Ryan, we've just come off a four and two week. What are we going to have this week? Uh, And that tough week ahead, I think. Um, Difficult after a good week to keep that going. Um, I'll go three and three. It's always, it's always so hard because every game is so different. But I, I'll go three and three, and I'll say I'd be happy with that. What do you reckon I'm going for, Ryan? I If you're including, are you including the Thursday game? So sort of all because yeah, we, yeah, the series. We'll, okay, we'll so we've got seven. So oh, cool, I mean, okay, so I have to actually make a choice, don't I? Um, no. I I'm going to be positive. I'll say four and three, but yeah, th- this isn't going to be easy. <laughs> As you all know, folks, I am ever the optimist, and we're going five and two. <laughs> we're going to sweep the rolls, and we're going to split with the Brewers, and that will do me fine. Um, however, if we just go five hundred or at least have a winning week, we'll uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Absolutely, we'll take it. But I'm going to sit my neck on the line, and I'm going to go five and two, Phillies. Yes. Good news, Dad, guys, because Dave's normally right with these predictions. Now I'm I'd normally be, wrong. I'd be so- right. Twice, well, no, three times. I've had three right predictions out of six. Brilliant, smash it right. I know he's in it. No, it's not. <laughs> I wish. I mean, if I was a, if I was that good, I'd be, I'd be winning lots in bets. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. Um, so any other business? Hey, fantasy baseball. We won again, Ryan. We wow. won again. Four Plural pronouns again. Four, four in a row. My pitches came through. Sadly, the Cardinals and Deerbacks UK account still haven't dropped a game in our division yet, so they're still on five and zero. Oh. Uh, we're on four and one, and we are currently trailing to the Cubs UK, but not by a lot. Not nice. by a lot. But it hasn't helped. We've had two gap weeks this week. We've had two two days off, so it's sort of um, it's sort of hindered because I've got a few Phillies team uh, players in there. So yeah, these two days off haven't helped my team. Oh no, I'm beating the Cubs, only by twenty points. So it's close. So that's going to go to the weekend. So hopefully we'll go six and one. Uh, Ryan, let's have your prospect watch. I I feel like we should really have some sort of theme music to this. You're supposed to be working on that. I thought you were training up to be a sort of... I've had a busy week, Ryan. I've had a very... I'll let you off a moment. By the way, guys, I'll be fair. Dave puts all of this together. He he edits. He he does it all. So I I have to thank him because literally all I have to do is show up and we talk and that's it. But all of the hard work is actually Dave. So... Please send your love to Dave. And oh, no one Ryan, stop it, anyway, man. So. Stop it. <laughs> Prospect watch. Let's do it. Um, so firstly, sort of point of order, Dave. Spencer Howard, who we spoke about last week, mm-hmm. we believe is on the seven-day IL now. Oh, you've jinxed now, him. We don't know why. It's a bit strange. Um, so we're waiting for a reason. I'm hoping that the fact that he's on the seven-day IL means that it's nothing serious like um, an, an elbow concern or a shoulder concern or anything like that. So we'll keep our eye on that because he's a really hot property oh, right now. Crossed. Yeah. Um, so the guys I'm going to mention, okay, we've spoken about maybe Vince will need replacing at some point. Now, 
when we look at the AAA guys, we talk about Pavetta and then we talk about Santos because um, he's been up in the majors. He's just been sent back down. I think rightly so, by the way. The Phillies want... They view him as a long-term, as a starter, so you don't want to waste him as a sort of long-relief option when you have Edgar, um, Edgar Garcia's come up. Interesting guy. That's a different story. He's come up. He's got a really cool slider. Watch out for that. Um, the guy that perhaps might be next up is, as our friend told us earlier, Cole Irvin. Now, interesting. He's a little older than sort of your average prospect, so he's 25 years old now. He was originally drafted by Toronto in 2012, but the Phillies grabbed him in the 2016 draft in the fifth round. So not sort of big pedigree guy, little older, but really, really interesting. He, he has a a low career caper nine. He doesn't strike out many guys. Now, that is a concern. You, you can live like that if you've got really good control. And what he has shown throughout his career today is good control. And he's a lefty, so he's an interesting guy. Um, a career minor league whip of 1.106, which is cool. With the lack of strikeouts, there's probably a bit of a concern. Now, David, here's what I'm going to ask you. Oh, no. Okay. If a major league pitcher does not strike out the batter that he's facing, mm-hmm. what else happens what will happen if he doesn't strike the guy out what does happen well he can either walk him or out for a ground out or something or a pop so out he could walk him correct you're quite right that is another option that's a very bad scenario usually you don't want to do that because it leads to problems that. okay so we're saying okay cole irvin doesn't seem to walk too many because his whip's quite low and he's got good control now if the ball's in the strike zone you're quite right. The other option is there's going to be contact made. Now, good pitchers induce weak contact. So what we're looking for is for we want ground balls normally. Some some pitchers do live as fly ball pitchers, but let's be honest, Citizens Bank Park isn't really mm. the place for those sort of guys. You, you wouldn't have wanted Josh Tomlin here even in his heyday kind of thing. So you've got to be careful. But what I'm getting at is because Irving doesn't strike out a lot of guys, he has to, has to induce weak contact and keep the ground balls coming. If he does that, he might just be able to eke out a major league career, but there are some red flags. You don't, if that ball's in play and it's in play hard, or he's giving up too many line drives, or he's giving up too many fly balls, then we've got a problem. So, that's what I'm getting at there. The, the ball's going to be a play a lot. It could be fun or it could be a disaster, but it <laughs> might just give this guy a chance. Um, you got time for one more, Dave? Go on, quick one, quick one. Very quick. Adam, that was long, I, but Irving could be up. Adam Haisley, really interesting. Now, there were worries that this guy um, might turn out to be the next Mickey Moniak, who really is looking oh, like a complete yeah. waste. Now, uh, we started and we thought, oh, no, the Phillies have signed another sort of um, weak hitting, no power, another outfielder that's not going to amount to much. But actually, Haisley's, um he's looking like he might be a bit of something. He... Um, He's got a really nice uh, walk to K rate. He's walked fi- 15 times this year, only struck out 17 times. Mm-hmm. The batting average isn't too high at the minute, but you don't need to worry about that. If the plate approach is good, then that's 
that's a good thing. We're more interested as a prospect. What is he doing with the ball coming to the plate? Is, is, does he have the ability to take those walks? If he does, that's good news. He's showing a bit of pop as well. Um, not loads. He's in Reading, so we do have to asterisk it a little bit. It is true yeah, that yeah. Reading's home run plays. But watch out for him because, um, yeah, he could come good yet, is all I'm saying. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. How's, uh, how's our man uh, Dylan Cousins doing down there? Do we know? Uh, well, no, basically. I'm going to tell you, I'm tell you now. I'm <laughs> I know that he's got a lot of home six runs this year. Six home runs, 15 RBIs. Uh, I expect his average is pretty low. Yeah, one six seven. Yeah, about what we expect from a big power hitter. Um, brilliant. Ryan, thank you very much. Um, guys, that's all. That's all. It's been a great week uh, for, the, for the Phillies on the field. Uh, a sad one off it. Uh, next week, we are going to have a couple of guests on. We're going to have... Uh, Brewers UK and Cubs UK on. So we'll review the Brewers series with the Brewers UK and we will look ahead to the Cubs series the week after with uh, the guys from the Cubs UK. So looking forward to that. As always, thank you so much for listening and subscribing and rating. It means a lot to us. Um, Ryan, any other final thoughts quickly? I, you know what? I'm pretty content this week. There's no final thoughts. I think we just keep rolling. Let's just keep ticking along. Keep ticking along. Beautiful. Ryan, have a good week and ring the bell. You too, mate. Ring the bell. Brilliant.